Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. And it's close to the first Yeshua is for all those that need Shaduchim and everything else that has to happen. A zealot. Who is a zealot? What is a zealot? Why somebody become a zealot? How does one have one brazen enough to be a zealot? <coughs> Is it a status? Is it something we need to aspire to? Is it something we need to try to become? What classifies one as a zealot? There was a child who was having a hard time with terror studies, shall we say. In the days of yesteryear, unlike today where they just pump them with pills for the, uh, all the different alphabet things that they put together yesterday they used to take the child to the Rav they brought this boy to the, to the Rav and they told the Rav beforehand they didn't say in front of the child the boy needs a lot of chizuk to be able to come to be able to improve his asmada his shkid and learning to The Rav says, you know, it's good you're here. Boy walks in and says, it's good you're here. I had a very, very interesting dintera. I was wondering if you could help me out with the dintera. And he says, sure. Let me hear. Boy, 12, 13 years old. It's exciting. You know, talk to me about a dintera. Boys of yesterday knew what a dintera was. <laughs> Today they don't really understand what that means until they're in, a, in one. Come on, the sun. The dintera was between a safer tater and a pair of shoes. This raised the eyebrow of the boy already. He says, the litigant the one that called the Dintera was the shoes. He called the Sefer Tera to the Dintera. What was his taina? What was his plea? What was he bringing forth here? Very straight. He tells him, Mr. Rabbi Sefer Tera, you and I come from the same source. Maybe even the same cow who ate the same fodder, drank the same water, 
grazed in the same fields. And yet, you are a big ceremony. People reach out to kiss you, hug you, they dance with you. They put a beautiful silver crown on your head. And years and years and years of wear and tear of Chassashalom, you're not usable anymore. They make a ceremony, they make a whole funeral, and they bury it in the ground. Whereas I am put on people's feet and worked out to the grind. Sometimes I have to step in mud and in this and that. It's, it's horrible down here. And when I get worn out, boom, garbage, nothing. I don't understand, it's not fair. (coughs) (coughs) We come from the exact same source. Why are you treated differently than I? Mm. Taylor says, Honestly, I'll tell you the truth. Yichas wise, we have the same. We both come from the leather of the cow, etc. Obviously, it's different. Many people are machmir and makbit to even take from a kosher cow. Certain cows, they're much, they're very, very careful about that. Then they take you to the tanner. The tanner then has to work out the skin and the safer has to take the skin and has to make it into a parchment. It's an Aveda Shlema. Then the skins need to be sewn together. Just like you, Mr. Shu, you also get sewn together. But then, I'm not valid. I'm not worth anything. I'm just worth the parchment. Where's my value become from? My value becomes when the safer takes the ink on his quill, he doesn't print it in a computer. He takes a quill, a feather, which he sharpened specifically. He dips it into his ink and has to say before him the shame kedusha seifetera. For the sanctification of a seifetera. And he painstakingly sits and writes letter by letter lovingly through and plows from Bereshis Bara Dainikal Yisrael at the end of Dvarim. The process could take sometimes six to eight months it takes sometimes two, three years by some suffering. I can't be missing a single letter. I can't have a letter cracked. I can't have a letter out of place. The most minor things can make me totally puzzle, unfit for use. At which point, they put my cover back on and they cover me on the outside, the gantle. So everyone should know this sefetera is not used until it's fixed. For the most part, they can fix it. Sometimes, 
the Sefer, these are a word. And although he checks it over again and it's checked by another person and everything else, that word doesn't get doesn't get caught. And only sometimes years reading that Sefer Teda can they all of a sudden find a Balkhera that stops and says, wait, there's a word missing here. Sometimes the letters crack and jump off the word, jump off the terror. They're not engraved. So granted, we come from the same source. But in order for me to become whom I am, it involves a lot, a lot, a lot of spiritual investment. Whereas you are taken as a piece of leather and you're bent into shape, you're sewn together with the whole the soul and the soul and the heel. Sometimes they make holes for shoelaces, sometimes they just leave it whole as a loafer. You're a shoe. You can have a taina to the person that wears you. You can complain the person that's trotting upon you, that's walking with you, if they're, God forbid, not thinking words of Tera, if they're, God forbid, having ang- ang- thoughts of apikursus, sometimes a person just gets in a way, in a place that they just don't see and they don't believe and they don't remain, they don't focus who's the boss. And they think they're in control. And thereby they they lapse into different stages. Don't want to enumerate. We're not going into psychology 101. I am made. You, Shu, are made to dance with Simcha, to dance with joy. To walk proudly. To be proud to take the person walking in you where they are going because they are thinking thinking words of Teda, they are saying words of Teda, they are saying words of Mishnayis, they are saying holy things, Tehillim, whatever it is they are saying while they are walking. Not having abstract thoughts, depressing thoughts, Chasashon, evil thoughts. So you have a mission. And you know what? Your mission is quite ta- quite a hard mission. And there's a less chance that you will be satisfied fulfilling your mission than I am. Because bottom line, the person that's walking in you sometimes does not say the right things, do the right things, go the right places. And that is something that you have to pray for as a shoe. HaKadosh Baruch Hu blessed me with the Kedusha Sefatera. You think it's easy? You think it's easy 
parading around as a Sefer You think it's easy having people kiss me all the time because they feel my holiness and having to live up to that? When I'm lifted up and everybody calls out, V'zoyz ha This is the Teira. It's a task I need to keep. I need to keep my letters intact. I need to make sure my Yudis don't tear. Not always am I in control of that. But I keep the Kedusha. And I look to keep that Kedusha intact. Because of all that went into me. All the Kedusha, all the holiness that was put into me. So whereas, yes, you're correct, I am the holiest article of the Jewish nation, as is the tefillin also made out of leather, my cousin, or my little brother. I have a responsibility. So whereas you're looking at me with slight jealousy, don't envy me. Achieve. Strive to achieve what you can become. Whom you can become. Constantly you have to pray to Hashem that you fulfill that mission that you are put on this world for. So that you don't falter and the person that's in within has their feet in you does not falter. It's a job. To be a zealot. To be somebody that stands up for what's right. You need to be right. You need to be politically correct when you stand up for that right. You need to be a Balmadrega, a person of your own right, your own stature. You can't be a shoe and a piece of leather of shoe and say, oh, I want you to read for me the Pasha. You have to know who you are. You have to know your position. You have to know your worth, your value. <coughs> and thereby... Fulfill your mission in life. So the mission of the, me, the the lesson of the zealot is to be there at the right time and be on the right page and understand that you are given a mission in this life. For some of us, it seems like mission impossible. It seems like something that I can never ever accomplish. Something I can never overcome, something I can never deal with. A place that I can never achieve. Trying is not enough. Your And when you fall into a, a spot, a place where you're not comfortable in your own skin, and where there's something there that's, that's setting off 
who knows what's in your mind, in your heart. Remember you say, V'hinei Hashem, Nitzav Alav, Umleich Halaretz Kevedei, Umabit Alav, Uveichin Kaloyetz Valeiv, Imaivdei Karoi. One of the Holy Twelve Pesukim, the Rebbe taught the children to learn by heart. Knowing that HaKadosh Baruch was always standing there. Knowing every look and every movement, every nuance that we take and make, it's through HaKadosh Baruch And only because HaKadosh Baruch allowed it to happen, that's why it is. And sometimes we're given very, very difficult tests and hurdles to climb and to crawl over and to climb over and to jump over. We need to take the initiative of the zealot. The initiative of the zealot to jump and to, to strive, to drive and to jump forward. Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron Akayin. If I mention this week's Pashas Pinchas, yikes. If I didn't, it is. Pinchas ben Elazar ben Aaron Akayin was just such a zealot. He came forth on a very, very, very sensitive mission in which a tremendous Chil Hashem was taking place, desecration of God's name. And everyone stood by not knowing what to do and he stepped forth. Zimri. No one knew what to do with him. Meisha, Loza, Zikne, Yisrael, the elders. Zimri was sinning with a non-Jewish woman. Pinchas, the youngest of them all. He been scored home in Gemara Sanhedrin, Pei Beizam and Aleph, 82, side 1. Stood up and said, Leikach limadetoni b'ritiche mahasinai. This is not what you taught me when you came down from Mahasinai. K'noyim peigim peigim. The K'noyi, the zealots, have to come and step forth. This halacha, the zealots need to step forth is a halacha. But it's a halacha that has a very interesting twist to it. It's called halacha of Ein Maiden King. It's a halacha that we don't, as you're keeping score at home, there's two places in Shas, in Edom and Zion, Maralaf and Beya, Chav Ches Amit Beis, that talks about this halacha and says, halacha, talks about halachas that halacha of Ein Maiden King. It's a halacha, but we don't keep that way. <coughs> If Pinchas would have asked, may I put a stop to Zimri? May I kill him? He would have gotten a no. He would have gotten a no. Because Bezin cannot just throw out a death sentence. Even on such an action. But he asked no questions. He asked no questions. In such a serious, severe time, 
where the desecration of God's name was taking place, with that fiery burn within him, that flame that was burning within his heart, he stood up and he killed Zimri. He did what was right. He did what was right. But it would not have been told that he could do that, or he should do that. There are times where Claudius Yisrael gets into a predicament, the Jewish nation is in a predicament, and the elders don't tell us how to behave. Could be many reasons. For example, that here in this case, so Pinchas become a Kayan. So there are times where it awaits a person for them to achieve what they need to achieve. And they need to have Mesidus Nefesh to do what they have to do. Even if they don't receive direct directive to do so. When one goes to do something that's not according to the dictate of the elders of the Jewish nation, there's a danger involved. This is not a path going on a, on a Warpath, as we say, a, a bridge, a bridge of, of steel. Sometimes a person needs to endanger Deilam Haza and Deilam Haba for Hakadosh Baruch And we need to remember this well. Even in such a case, we need to do according to Teda itself. In the case of Pinchas, even though it's halacha ain't made in Cain, the halacha, the din was kanoyim peigimbe. It's halacha b'teira. The kanoyim, the zealots, push it through. But the teira itself says halacha ain't made in Cain. Pinchas himself, according to Midrashim, died from this action. It tells us Pinchas Elio, they returned Pinchas, became, became Elio, but Elio was Pinchas first. Elio first was, Pinchas, first was Elio, then he became Pinchas, and then he came back to Elio, because the body can no longer hold that neshama because of what it did. We live in a time where there's a fire, the world's on fire. Friedrich Rebbe said, and this week was his birthday, that's Shadir Beis Tamas, and the Chagagula Yerbeis Yigimot Tamas. HaKadosh Baruch Hu has set aflame the walls of exile. Fire all around us. 
we see hundreds, thousands of Jews that Achman al-Tzlan are totally detached from Judaism. And they stand in danger of Chassashon discontinuing their generations of Judaism. We don't have to sit and think it through and make a plan of action. We don't have to sit and brainstorm to bring them to Bezdin to find out, to go to Bezdin to find out, can I be Mvatul Teira for a minute to save these souls? A Jew needs to go out with the flame of the fire of the zealot in his heart with the kin of Avas Yisrael to Teira HaKadosh Baruch to go out and to say, save Jews from Rahman al-Islam, what people are going through today, assimilation, intermarriage, and the worst. And then we merit Pinchas Elio, and Elio and others, you know, be, will come and be Mavasir. He will let us know about the Geula Amitus Hashneim Mehedev Yameinu. So when a person takes off time from work, takes off time from learning Teda, and goes out there to put on film with a fellow Jew, goes out there to try to talk to a Jew, to tell him the beauty of his Judaism, of, his, of the Sefer Teda, you're not a shoe, you're not the heel, you're not the soul of a shoe. You're a Sefer Teda. And you need to be enhanced, you need to be brought into the beauty and to the sanctification of Teda. And you need to be able to understand, you need to be able to relate and connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you need to be able to overcome all the obstacles that are surrounding you and all the people that are surrounding you and talk, talking the other direction. You need to not be affected by the exposure of today's world, Rahman al-Islam, what's going on. And we all know. And we need to stand up to that. And we need to be given the chizik for it. But so the person needs to go out there and do that. If the person you have the capacity to do that, to reach out to somebody, to make sure that the person, the, mar- the couple is, has a Jewish marriage, if their husband and wife are both Jewish, and come from Jewish people, from Jewish families, or proper conversions, they have a proper chuppah, I if a person has a kitchen they should have a kosher kitchen if they're raising children they should make sure the children are going to yeshivas and if you could just see to it that they put on tefillin every day is a shecha but they laugh and they say leave me alone I'm a Jew at heart I'm a this, I'm a that I identify Rahman al you're a Jewish child you have to be one you have to act one you have to appreciate who you are stand up for who you are and act the way you're supposed to act do not push the wrong buttons do not 
go in the wrong direction, grab the bull by the horns, as we say in America, understand and appreciate your Yiddishkeit, you are a safer tater, not a heel, and therefore aspire, that when you're looked at, and when they pick you up, when you're taken out of an Aran Kedish, when you walk wherever you go, people want to stand up for you because they respect who you are. What was the reward that Pinchas merits? I give him my pact of peace. Simple explanation, intention here, is he became a Kayin. He became a Kayin, and his future generations became Khan. <laughs> they tell the funny story of the fellow that came to this Shabbat, the Gabbai of the Shul. And he says, Gabbai, I need, you, I need a favor. I need you to convince the rabbi to make me a levy. He says, what? I need you to convince the rabbi to make me a levy. can't just do that, he says. There are different parts of the Judaism. The Kayin, a levy, and so. can't just become a levy. Shay, listen, Mr. Gabbai. She needs money, huh? I give you a hundred bucks. What's a hundred bucks? Gabbai didn't say that, but... They didn't shake him at all. He said, I give you a thousand. Gabai is still not blinking. He says, You know what, Gabai? What's the mortgage on your show? I'll pay the mortgage. I want to become a lady. Pay the mortgage? Shul won't have to struggle paying a mortgage every month. Just have to keep the lights on, the air conditioning, the heat. Kiddush. All that extra money I can make, maybe make Kiddush with Kugel every week. Wow. <sighs> really? The guy says, yeah. Let's go to the bank right now. They go to the bank and the guy pays the full mortgage on the building. Shul is now mortgage free. Now the guy has got the hard task. He goes to the rabbi. Says, Rabbi, this man is a special neshama. And I know it's unconventional and it's not something that's done, but he just paid the mortgage on a show. He wants to be made a levy. He paid the mortgage on the show, the whole mortgage. There's no more mortgage on the building? No. Okay. I guess we can bend a little bit. We'll make him a levy. The next time they read the Tata, they called him up for Levi. This man was the happiest man in the world. Rabbi and the Gabbai were biting their nails. What did we just do? For a couple of hundred thousand dollars, they made a guy a Levi? So they made a Kiddush. The guy made a Kiddush. He's a wealthy man, obviously. He made a big Kiddush. I'm a Levi now. <laughs> Not the Kiddush. The rabbi couldn't hold himself anymore. He says, Tell me, Ravid, what was burning inside you to become a lady to Bani Shalila? 
you paid the mortgage, you're making such an elaborate kiddush. What was it? He says, Rabbi, my father was a levy, my grandfather was a levy, I have to be a levy. No. <laughs> he didn't understand that he automatically became a levy. As Pinchas's descendants become Kahanim. Chazal tell us Pinchas Elio. Elio Anavi was also the same zealot as Pinchas. It says, Kane kin osi lashem elikate zivokes. Also, revenged, avenged the Kajbarakh's revenge. He also spoke about the Jewish nation not in the most positive vein. And therefore, Kaj Baruch gave him Brisi Shalim. Because he spoke in a not a positive vein, he was given the opportunity to be by every single Brismila. Not as a reward. More as a punishment. So the Kajbarakh shows him, look how the Jewish nation that you spoke about, look how holy they really are. How they keep my bris. And therefore, Eliyahu attends every single bris. Parent takes a child at eight days old. And does a kasha bris with metzitzah b'peh and everything. No cutting off any angles, but 100%. Does it 100% right with a proper mile? No. Today's day and age, it's mesidus nefesh. It's considered borderline mesidus nefesh. Obviously not like it was in Russia where they had to hide and they had to break in the bring the middle of the night the mail and right before dawn or dawn to make the bris with two people or three people. Today it's made with elaborate party, elaborate Suda. Not because the child identifies as a boy, but because the boy the child's an actual boy. Well, not because the parents decided to identify the child as a boy. That by showing, by the Jews making and doing and going through Brismila, they merit to have Elio and Avi at their sides. And therefore, before the Bris starts, we put the baby on what's called Kisei Shel Elio, the chair of Elio, which Elio and Avi himself sits down and holds and blesses the child before the bris starts. So much more so, an adult that didn't have the opportunity at eight days old to have a bris milah, and is blessed with the power and the inner strength to say, I'm ready, prepared to go through a bris milah now, at 35, 38, 40, 45... There was a man, I think, who was 93 years old, went through a Vizna. 
so much more so does Eliyahu stand at his side and bless his movement, blesses this action. It's obviously not anywhere near as painful as it was when they did it 45, 50 years ago, where the male performed the bris and there was no anesthesia, there was no general anesthesia there, and there was no uh, medications, etc. And people sometimes couldn't even walk for, for two, three days. And I've told... <coughs> We had Barak Shem Abris once with a 37 year old in my house. Abris was in the Miles um, operation room, shall we say. But the Suda we made here. We made a beautiful meal here. <coughs> we made the meal. And I told him, Yitzchak, you're better than any of my sons. You're greater than all my five sons. He says, come on, Rabbi. I said, no, I'm serious. All my sons, after their bris, it took them a year till they could walk. You're walking right away. It took a minute for him to understand it, but he got a good laugh. Those that are Yetzi Chalotzi of, of, of Russia, that didn't have a chance, they came from Russia, didn't have a chance for Brismila there, they know they have a Jewish mother. There are many, many adult mailim that perform. If you prefer in a hospital, you can do it in a hospital. They have their own hospital beds and their whole oratory in the in the the OR in their own house or their own place. It will bring about a light in your life. It will bring forth a greatness to Klal Yisrael as you are graced with the presence of Eliyahu Anavi. And this Bris Shalom also refers to the attachment between the soul and the body. And we see this in revealed form by Eliyahu Anavi. His neshama never left his body. <coughs> he went up in complete body and soul to heaven. As Elisha calls out, seeing the chariot rising up to heaven, to his master, to his teacher, Eliyahu Anavi went up with a complete body to the heavens. This shows how pure his body was. It didn't need to be buried in the ground and go through Chibat HaKever, go through all that the body goes through. Because other Yisraelim may offer, offer, we come from ashes, we go back to ashes, to dirt. But rather his purified soul to the perfect level that he was able to rise up and go directly to heaven. And Elio married, merited just that. It, his body did not lack spirituality. He himself made it to the full extent of spirituality. He made himself a safer tater. Therefore, there was no need for him to die and to be buried. 
So when the tour guide takes you around there to sell and comes to a grave and says, this is Elioan of his grave, you should know he's not exactly well learned. They might have the spot where Elioanavi went up to heaven, but he went up entirely, his body went up to heaven. It was pure spirituality. Even Meshavina did not achieve that. Mesha also had a very holy and spiritual purified body, which did go up to heaven three times and ascended to heaven. And it was holy from the day of birth. It says that when he was when he was born, if he keep his score at home, the mother said to Allah from a base. Where it says the smale abayas the whole house filled with light when he was born, giving testimony to the fact that this body does not hide any kind of light of the neshama. It's totally revealed. You can see the light of the neshama with the body itself. Still in all, Meshul Rabbeinu passed away and his body required a burial. As is the Shama, the body did not take through totally, totally the full extent of the Kedusha. body did not hide the Era Neshama. And therefore the body became, remained still its own physical person. Whereas Eliyahu Navi purified entirely his body, that the body was total spirituality and holiness. I know, this is going to blow a lot of people away to hear about these things, but this is what happened. And therefore we understand why Eliyahu Navi Dafke is the one that's going to be Mavasa Yehula, that will let us know that the Gula Mashiach is coming. This is also in Inyanesha Gula. The idea of the Gula is something that we need to purify and we need to elevate the physicalities of the world until that the physicalities themselves become a vessel for holiness and for sanctity. And therefore, it says by the Gaula, and it's brought down, the Rambam brings this down, it's brought to Pasuk in Yeshaya, the Nigla Kvedavaya Vero Chobosar, that to cover the honor of a Baruch will be revealed, and every physical body will see it. The Bosar itself, the meat of the flesh, will see Kifiyadaya Diber, the talking from the mouth of God. And this was given to Pinchas. And if we merit the going into Yisrael will be done immediately, the Gulamit Zashtema. And since there are different things that are not necessarily positive vein mixed in, at the very moment, this second, we are not walking into, into Gula. But that's the second that we're in now, the second that just passed. But we should know that the second that's going to come, very speedily and quickly, 
at a blink of an eye, the Oanavi will come and bevas the table, let us know. The Yavasa be as Mashiach Tikenu, Shiagalenu, Giula, Seilomen, Begula, Amitis, Vashlema, who revealed to us and tell us that the redemption is upon us. But we need to know who's the boss. Who the boss? It's a story of a, a wealthy man by a big factory. At a big factory, but he was worried. It was, you know, you can't just walk in and walk into the, the owner's office, to the boss's office. It was a trip. You had to walk around this way and that way. And he knew a lot of Mishalachim would come collect money from him. A lot of people would come collect money. They needed tzedakah. So what he did was, he put up signs. And because basically the Mishalachim that didn't know how to ask a way around, the Israeli ones, ones came from Israel, they didn't speak English. So they couldn't ask, where's the boss? So he put up a sign. He put up a sign saying the boss, the owner, the balabas is here. The arrows showing which direction the balabas is in. And people would come. They would follow the signs, follow the arrows, and they'd be able to get to him. Ba'ayim and Meshulach came from Ezzel and he says to him I find it very weird you have on your sign it says this is the way to the Balabayas to the owner to the owner of the house how and why do you think you're the owner where do you come to be the owner? HaKadosh Baruch was the owner. HaKadosh Baruch was the owner. Why do you think you're the owner? The guy was taken aback, shall we say. But not in a bad way. And he said, I appreciate what you're telling me. And he gave him an extra donation. Gave him more than usual. More than he usually gave. As soon as the Meshulach left, he ran, took down all the signs, and he put manager's office he took down the door off his own door, CEO, and he put manager. A few days later, a pipe burst in the company, in the factory, and the woman that was in charge of that machlaka, that portion, was very busy on her phone. Had she been watching the way she was supposed to be watching, she could have saved all the merchandise. But she unfortunately was so entrenched in her phone, she didn't realize. They called on the loudspeaker, but she didn't even hear it, because she was so, you know how people get involved with their telephone. 
there was a lot of damage. A lot of damage. There was no two ways about it. She was responsible. And they fired her. She's not a Jewish woman. And the husband was not Jewish either. But the husband was not very upset because it's a very, this is their parnasa, this is they're relying on for his beer. He took a gun and he set out to kill the owner. That's how angry he was. That he took away his livelihood. And he comes to the factory and he sees that the factory is thinking. The factory is not walking the door. There's halls and this and offices. Where's the owner? Where's the owner? People pointing, pointing. Get the door. It says manager. He opens the door abruptly. He sees the, really the owner sitting there. Who he thinks is the manager. He says, where's the owner? He points up. He's referring to Akadosh Baruch He's the owner. This guy thought it. The guy's upstairs. He immediately stormed out. Stormed upstairs. The violent, the owner, realized there's trouble here. This guy must be not in a good place. Called the police. They caught him and they arrested him. And he was saved. His life was spared. California and he's a shliach there and one of the um, <coughs> people that went through his Chabad house uh, got married in Israel and they went to the wedding my brother just posted this woman just had quadruplets Two boys and two girls. Baruch Shem, they're all healthy. Obviously, there's a little bit of a journey to get them all to full strength. Reinar, Baruch Hashem. Mazel Tov. Shout out Mazel Tov to my cousin as well. I had a boy and a girl, grandchildren, twins. Tomorrow, begins three weeks. Not tomorrow. Okay, you're listening to this on Wednesday. So tomorrow begins the three weeks. This Thursday, it's Shiva Asa Tammuz. 17th day of Tammuz, the day in which basically the beginning of the end. Took place. Therefore, it's decreed as a fast day. As is Asar Batavis. 
as is some some Gedalia or Tainasesta. But not like Tishabov or Yom Kippur. We can't eat or drink, but we can shower basically, go wear shoes. There's a. Oh man, what happened to my computer? Ouch. Scary. There is a status of a Jew known as a Balnefesh. Laibish. Come here quick. Known as a Balnefesh. Person that takes on what happened. Wow. Scary. The Balnefesh is a person that undertakes to do things to the next level as we say and they take upon themselves more stringencies than the regular person needs to do so they would do other things that be a little more stringent when they go to the mikvah when they take showers they might not but on a fast day itself during the three weeks we don't listen to music don't make weddings. There are those that hold you don't smoke on the fast day. That could be a practical reason also because it dries your throat up. Because who smokes a cigarette without a coffee? But if you can smoke your cigarette and not dry your throat up and not have a coffee, I guess it would be allowed, although it would probably be similar to, to what Yamtiv and Yamtiv don't smoke. We shouldn't. To begin with, this should be as stringent as the nine days, this, this day, the Shivas Patamas. People should refrain from going to swimming pools, etc. Maybe the children can't take the heat and everything else, can let them wait in the pool, but they should be very careful. One should not go to court cases on Shabbat Shabbatamas. Shouldn't sing and dance. One should be very careful how they behave on the day of the fast. Not get angry. Not try, try to avoid any sins, Hashem. Do business in a proper fashion. And there are those that learn certain parts of the Vim Suvim that have ref- make reference to this fast day. It's actually brought down in the Ha'ara, the Sefer Sichas. 
but learning the Malachim Beis, Yimia, Scharia, things about the fourth, the fourth Tzemer of years it's known. In davening, Mairev we do nothing, extra. Shachris, the Chazan, by Chazar Zashat says the Aneinu, by Mincha everybody adds the Aneinu. The different laws that are referred to, if they forget, forget when you have to say it, when you have to add it in. Chazan should not say it unless there are six people that are fasting. Some say ten. Some say it's enough for three. Chazan does not have to go around asking who's fasting. In the morning we'll add Slichas, Avino Makeno. Slichas are added this year. This, week, this year it comes out on a Thursday, and therefore we say the Thursday Tachanun, which is the long Tachanun, and then we say the Slichas after, before we say Vanachnul and Eda. And we say Avino Makenu, the long Avino Makenu. If it's a British shul, you don't say Tachnun, but you do say the Slichas. Even if someone's not fasting, they should say the Slichas. There are those that hold that you say Avino Makenu, even if you don't say Tachnun. And we don't. As I've heard a, let- a letter from the Rebbe saying that we don't, if you don't say Takhna, you don't say Vinamakin. They, they read Vayachal in the morning and in the afternoon, rather than the regular Kriya of Thursday. We'll be reading the Kriya Vayachal Mesha. By Mincha, we say the Haftera. During the three weeks, we do not, which is from from Shivas of Thomas to Tishabav. We don't listen to music, as we said. We may eat any kind of foods. In the nine days, some people have a custom to refrain from meat. Most people do. Uh, brethren in the Svadim don't. Only the Shua Shechalbay, week that that's not we're not holding there yet. The custom is to learn Hilchus Beis HaBechira which is very very important Hilchus Beis HaBechira is Msechtis Midas, Mishnayis Midas and also to learn in Novi, Cheskel Mem and Malav and Beis and also to learn Hilchus Beis HaBechira in the Rambam to complete this during the course of three weeks so that we are prepared for the Gula Mitzvah Vashlema, which we are going to see very soon, and we'll not have to fast, we'll not have to go through the three weeks of torture, but rather we'll be going through Simcha Mitzvah Vashlema, the Mishach Tzikenu, as the Yonah will be Mavas HaTev, good Shabbos to all, and easy fast, those who do have to.